Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest Communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. Okay, Jordan is out um, this week uh, battling some health issues. So everybody, give give them some good vibes, if you could. But I, I do have a not a replacement. I actually my my tag team partner. I've known him since I was eight years old. For crying out loud, Jim McKinney. It's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. And, and then we end up working together. How'd that work out? I, I just, you, know, you know. Right. It, well, it just happens, you know. Right, right. What's up with people lately? Running red lights. I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's like every week there's something new. You know, like this week it'd probably be running red lights. It's constantly it's people not using their turn signals. Yeah. Or, you know, doing, you know, stupid mm-hmm. things and forgetting what it was like in driver's ed. And, you know, I know it's been a while, but come on. Oh, but I don't, yeah, but there's, there's certain places around town. You, you really, as soon as the light turns green, you do not pull out into the intersection. You look. No, we, we, three seconds. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> usually somebody is going to run. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, and, yeah, with the, with the blinkers, <laughs> I saw a guy making a turn, no turn signal until he is halfway through the turn and then popped it. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. no, yeah, that's not 100 feet. No, I've told I've told the story about there was a guy I was driving over to a, a somebody's house and uh, this guy was in front of me was in a truck and he, he made three turns without turning his turn signal on, including the fourth one, which was into his driveway. And I stopped and he got out of his truck and I said, hey, um, did you get a discount on your truck? And he goes, no, what do you mean? And I said, well, it doesn't have a turn signal. So I thought maybe you saved some money and he flipped me off. So and I, I laughed and I laughed and drove away, you know. Ah, you're number one, baby. I know. Yeah, that's right. Bronco Nation, um, it's Jim and Jim. Yeah. This time around. And here, you can read one of those. Why okay. not? Uh, our sponsor, Sweetwater's Donut Mill. Nothing says, well, no, we're not going to say nothing says fall because we're getting into winter. Pick up a box of donuts for your next, nope, we can't do that either. <laughs> for your next, your next, your next uh, holiday party. Yeah. Well, just just do that. You, know, you yeah. can follow along my example because I periodically will get donuts from Sweetwaters, and if you hear us on the air, we say that the show is powered by Sweetwaters donuts. Yeah, so. here's professional editing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, scratch, by the way, scratch, it's scratch, uh, scratch, 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 the scratch. podcast is brought to you by Zalman's Best in One Tire and Auto Care. Zalman offers preventative maintenance for your vehicle. This is a good time to have it done. By mm-hmm. the way, yeah. Uh, book an appointment online at zolmantire.com. And I know if, if Zolman's is like a lot of other places, they're booking out in the middle of December and beyond. So, you know, make sure you make it right. today. Yeah, my my mechanic's uh, three weeks out uh-huh. right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's been three weeks out. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. That's ah, crazy. Okay, also brought to you by, yes, yeah, Sweetwater's Donut Mill, making mornings better through the power of donuts. Sweetwater's with three locations in Kalamazoo and Battle Creek. Donut, make you smile? It does. Mm-hmm. It does. And it's fun because I know... Most of the people in this building, they have a specific donut they like. Yep. You, know? you are the king of donuts. You and, you and Tim, it's the Boston Cream. Yep. Ken Lamphere, it's the White Cloud. Okay. Uh, Jordan, our buddy, is the Homer Simpson. Uh, I get the peanut-covered donut for one of our salespeople, Lori. Um, Jay, our boss, just comes down looks at the box and then looks at my cubicle and t- says, you're trying to kill me, aren't you? <laughs> He's the one! Yeah. Yeah, slowly. Jay, you've been busted. So, anyway, yeah. No, no. Let him. But he gets a donut and walks away. Yeah. So, yeah, come let on. Let him bring them in. Oh, and now, 
that's oh well you know okay got to contribute all right so bronco football ends with two wins Uh in a row Uh one up in central michigan in the snow and then yeah. the the uh, season wrap up at home against the Toledo, Toledo Rockets. Rockets. Uh, yeah, fifteen punts and still won the game. Go, I'm well. You know, it goes to show. I mean, it was at, you know we we saw the conditions up in uh, Central Michigan. I believe Robin Hook described it as being in a snow globe. Yeah, and he sent me a picture which I posted on Facebook and it promptly went viral. Yeah, uh, and, and you, well, you sent it to me too. And then I sent it to you. And uh, and then the Toledo game was cold and it was you know winter time and right. But still, you know, it's not bad. And there were some people who felt that these those two victories. Uh, despite the five and seven record, were enough to uh, earn um, Tim Lester another year. Well, you see, Tim also that this is his first sub five hundred year overall. Mm-hmm. Now, for the record, he was five hundred in conference. This is where this is where it kind of goes off the tracks, though, because um, Western Michigan's athletic director Dan Barth- Bartholomew uh, wants the team to be competitive. For a league championship, yeah. at least get the division title. Yeah, and you, you have know, to win least, the West. At least be there every year. Yep, or be competitive. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Broncos, you know, fell off um, quite a bit. You know, after the the Cotton Bowl. But that was to be expected. We had we had the one kind of good year after Cotton Bowl. Yeah, remember <laughs> I was that? talking about this year. Well, no, I'm talking about going back. Well, yeah, and then you know when right. Coach Lester took over, he had the one good year after. Um, um, the previous coach left, right, and then things started going to a, a just above five hundred, you know. And again, right. we weren't competitive for the MAC West, and if you're not competitive for the West, you can't compete for the MAC title. And you know, according to the athletic director Dan Bartholomew, that's <clears throat> that's the first focus. We have we have to win the MAC. In order to win the MAC, we have to win the MAC West. And of course, to finish this comment off. Needless to say, Tim Lester was released yes. uh, Monday, mm-hmm. Monday morning, actually, dark and early. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the first first news feeds I got uh, Monday morning. I'm like, oh, this is a way to wake up. Um, do, I, yeah, I, I, I see what's happening. I get it. Do you think it's right, though? Do you, do you think maybe he should have gone one more year? I'm I'm going to say no because I have to stay true to my thoughts because I've I've pretty much said that unless something dramatic happened this year that it was probably going to be his last year. Um, did he do enough to keep his job at a school the size of Western Michigan University? Some people might say say yes. I don't think so, and especially with the mindset of the athletic department, um, uh, he he was he was an adequate football coach. He was I mean he was he he did well with what he had, and he got thrown a curveball when his top receiver and quarterback left after last year. I, I'm fully convinced that Tim Lester would still be the coach at Western Michigan University had Ellaby stayed and had Sky Moore stayed. Yeah, because because I, we probably we probably would have, won. would have won the MAC. West, given what was going on this year, right, and we would have been in the running for the MAC championship game, and the MAC championship game uh, could have been ours you know, as well. That right. those were two major cogs that left. Um, you know, Sky Moore is doing okay with the Kansas City Chiefs, right, and uh, Caleb has signed a contract with the XFL, so you're going to see him, 
you know, when the, the XFL in the, in the spring when they kick into gear. But he didn't get drafted by the <clears throat> NFL like he wanted to. Right. So you know, you take that chance, and that was that was a couple of strikes against Coach, Coach Lester. Um, truthfully. I think Coach Lester is going to catch on as a coordinator somewhere, and he's going to do great. Right. He and, really is. And Dan's not messing around. He has a national search firm. The same mm. one that landed us Coach Stevens for uh, basketball yeah. is uh, making the search for our new football coach. Of course, the trolls are out <laughs> already because and, – and, and my buddy Alan, um, you might know him as Alan Kazam. Yeah. The magician. Yes. Yes. I, very, I, very, very talented. I know man. his real name. I do too, but we're not <laughs> going to so say it. I. Right, right. Uber, he's an Uber Kiss fan. Yeah, yeah. Very Ex- much. Exactly. Very, very, very nice gentleman. He really is. But. Of course, of course. You know, he's not. He's not the troll in question. But he sent me over um, uh, a uh, Twitter post asking me if it was real. It was saying that Western Michigan was. 24 hours away from signing Deion Sanders to coach them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. No. no but yeah. that begs the question, my friend, what tack do you take? I mean, I know there's a national, a national search firm. What tack do you take to find your new head coach? Do you look for a coordinator mm-hmm. at a top-level program? And I'm going to name somebody here in about 15 seconds that could be on that top of the list. Mm-hmm. Do you find a coordinator that may not have had head coaching experience, but has been very successful as a coordinator. You know, my my example for this is Mike Hart at Michigan. Ooh. Because Mike Hart used to coach here at right. Western Michigan. Right. But he's done very well in Michigan. And obviously you look at their program now, you know, unless they fall flat on our face against Purdue this weekend, <clears throat> excuse me, they're going to be in the college football playoffs, which right. is really, it's cool. Or do you take the tack that, a former or then a current Mac school took, and you hire a former Division One coach from a rather substantial program who's looking to get back into the coaching game and knows they have to do it to go to, by going to a mid-level college. Mm-hmm. Frank Solich, when he Whoa. left Nebraska, he came to Ohio. <clears throat> Excuse me, and right. he did rather well at Ohio for you know for a while. Uh-huh. Do you do you look for a coach that way? Do you find someone who's been cut loose and is looking to get back and the way they get back is to go to a a Mac school or you know an All-America conference school or you know somewhere along those lines and build their resume mm-hmm. a la PJ Fleck. You know, although he was not a Division 1 coach before and then came in and then you know went back. Um you're looking for, you're looking, so then the list goes. Okay, now here's the name that popped up, okay? Scott Frost. <clears throat> Scott Frost was fired by Nebraska. Yep. Um, I think he's got a job, but I'm not sure where. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, there is a third tack, which just happened today, okay? Trent Dilfer, who is a su- Super Bowl winning quarterback for Baltimore, has been hired as a, as a new coach down at University of Alabama, Birmingham. He has no head coaching experience in collegiate, but he's coached a very successful high school program. Okay. Well, why not? Now, the NFL's doing it. No, here's, sorry. Here's <laughs> here's here's two words or two names that come to mind that you might want to remember. Okay, the first one, and especially this one, Jerry Faust. How many people remember Jerry Faust? He was an incredible coach Me. at Cincinnati Moeller. Mm-hmm. And Notre Dame scarfed him up, and he 
he pancaked when he was with the Fighting Irish. Right. Just didn't translate well. Um, so, you know, you got to be careful on, on that. I, Dilfer may do well. Okay. Well, but the thing is, which tack do you take? Do you take a coordinator or do you go after a former Division One head coach? And it, this being a Mac school, you know, even if it turns out to be very successful, how long is that coach going to stay? Because you know this is a breeding ground. It's oh, like, yeah. It's like, it's like all the station, the TV stations around here, 3817. Do people stick around? No. Maybe, maybe an anchor or two. You know, Keith Thompson's been here forever. Bill well, Terry DeBoer's forever. been here forever. Terry but that's DeBoer, because they have roots you know. here. Right. And, you know, it's most of the people who come and go from 3, from 8, from 13, from 17 – um, they, they, they are, they are rising. They, they come here as, yeah, you're right. As a training ground. Right. And they're going to move on, right. you know, at some point in time. Yeah. You're taking that chance. And yeah. that's something a national search firm is going to have to know. Right. But you begin to wonder, can you compile a list in your head of former division one coaches who might come to Western and the, the second main element of, of this, and I'm not sure Bartholomew touched on it or not. But the national uh, signing day is coming up next in January. Yeah, and 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 Bartholomew wants to get somebody in before that. Yeah, he you you, you, you really, almost have so to. you need someone who can recruit. Now, if you find a name and name in quotes, coach who has a pedigree and who did get fired at a at a big Division one school, and all of a sudden they say, okay, yeah, I'll come here. Does that help you in your recruiting? Um, there was a, a comment made about the recruiting that Tim Lester did and the areas that he recruited from as opposed to where P.J. Fleck mm. recruited. And there was a little bit of a discrepancy. Lester liked to work in Pennsylvania. He liked to work a little bit in Ohio, whereas Fleck, if you remember, went to uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, Michigan, Florida. I mean, there was no place in the country he wouldn't go to find somebody. And sell them on Bronco football. So there's, there's the you know, there's the kick. Yeah, you can, you know, it, it, this being a smaller school. Yeah, we could pull on regional talent, but you need to find, you need to find out and about who's you mm-hmm. know who's out there. So I don't know which. What do you think? Do you think they get a coordinator and who's maybe not I, a head and a head coach, or do you get I, a head coach? I, I God, I don't know because <clears throat> I I don't know. PJ had really no. Head coaching experience. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tim Lester really had no head coaching experience. Do we want to cross that ground again? I, you know, if you were to ask me which way I would go, I would go. I would lean towards getting a Division One coach who hasn't maybe coached for a while, or someone who, you know, maybe even who someone who was a pro coordinator, and you know, maybe wants to come back to the college ranks. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You, I, the most absurd rumor I heard was bringing Chucky to Kalamazoo, uh, Gruden. Oh, boy. Because, you know, he's got to build his resume back, and, you know, he's about as down low as you can get. Would you bring somebody like, and I thought it was hilarious, number one. Number two, right. it would never come here. Yeah. Yeah. But it was kind of funny to think about Chucky and Kalamazoo. Yeah, All right. Same odds as Deion Sanders showing Thank up. Thank you. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, somebody had... Uh, Said, yeah, that Dion was. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, I know. Well, needless to say, the portal has busted wide open, my friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, in fact, the morning uh, or the afternoon of, let me go back a page here, as a matter of fact, the uh, afternoon of uh, uh, Selig and Crooms hit the portal that day. 
Okay. They didn't waste any time, time whatsoever. Uh, Braden Fisk has hit the portal. Um, let's see who else that we can dig up here. I, I, I got to credit the Bronco Stampede message board because this is how I'm getting my information. And, and yeah, it's, a, it's, it's more of a sports gossip thing, but these guys don't lie. You know, and, and they want to win. Kenny Givens is in the portal, but he hadn't played. Um, he only played like the first part yeah. of the year, and then, and then hadn't played uh, since. I'm going to throw another name out there just because it popped into my head. Uh, Steve Sarkazian is a coordinator down in Alabama, but he had his own team a couple of times, uh, and and you have to consider the fact that ego enters into this. Would you rather be a head coach than a coordinator? Now, would you rather be a coordinator for a top 10 program, top 5 program like Alabama is, or do you want to take your shot at being a head coach at a mid-level team that has an opportunity to maybe make a dent, and now that the playoff's going to be extended, the remote, but yet there's a possibility that you could you, your school could enter into, you know, and you could take Western uh, as far as, as, as PJ did. Yeah, and then Fleck version 2 hits because he'll you know, leave. And that, that's, that's <laughs> the chance you take, though. That's the thing. Anybody, anybody you bring to a school like this, if you keep – you know, you look back in history, I think the longest-tenured coach was Bill Doolittle. I think Doolittle was the longest-tenured coach. Moldy didn't – he stayed for a while, but he didn't. He, but then he went to a different program. He went to a Division three program in Minnesota after he got let go, mm-hmm. and he did great up there. Yeah. Um, Cubit came from a big program to here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, translate that to college basketball, Dick Schultz, if you remember yep. that name. He was the, he was a Bronco men's uh, head basketball coach, mm-hmm. uh, was let go from that, jumped on with Kalamazoo Valley and had a great career. Yeah. And if you want to go back even further with basketball coaches, Eldon Miller uh, was a, the head coach here at Western for the amazing 75-76 season yep. oh, yeah. where we went to the NCAAs, won the first game, and then lost in the, the second. In the, to Marquette. To Marquette. You know, right. yeah, like you're not supposed, you're supposed to be not beat Marquette. And finished, still, and finished number 10 in the and nation. he moved on to Ohio State. Right. Um, Elliot Uzelak, mm-hmm. uh, coach well, after football. he coached here, yep. he coached in Michigan. He went to Navy. Uh, and he ended up, believe it or not, Coached for uh, Benton Harbor, Benton Harbor, and took him to a title game. I yeah. Think. So you know the whole co- again. You talk about ego. You know, being having that head coach before your name is important to a lot of people. And Sarkeesian just popped into my head because what happens if that's what he wants? But he's going to have to take a job like this in order to do it. But you're talking about he, he's going to bring top division level thinking, one thinking into this program. Would that work? I don't know. It's, and like I said, it's always a crapshoot. But this national search organization, mm. along with, with Mr. Bartholomew, they're going to have to sit down and figure out what they want to do. And, I'm, and the, other, the other reason that I think that Coach Lester was let go is because this is going to be uh, the first full season that Bartholomew has been in charge. Right. And it's like with the basketball coach. Okay, He made that change. Okay, And unless there are some Unless there was some major changes upward in the football program, you can almost see that the numbers were against Coach Lester. And it's too bad because he is a very, very nice man. Uh, and he was, and he, you know, let us to, well, we won a bowl game with him. That was fun. Right. But at the same time, it's what have you done for me lately? And yeah. lately is 5'7. Yeah. Even though we, we might have been able to go to a bowl game at a 5 and 7, <laughs> believe yeah. it or not, there's still. 
pushing around. It, it was mentioned on Channel 8 Sports that they were claiming that Lester gave Western their first bowl win. But no, 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 that was PJ. PJ flected uh, in the Bahamas. Bahamas Bowl. Yes, one that we'll remember because back here at the radio station, yeah. we had I, we redefined the term technical difficulties. When you go, in fact, I heard indirectly that the Western hierarchy at you know the the athletic hierarchy. If that were the only bowl game they were offered, they would really have to think about wanting to go back because the the, the bowl was wonderful to them and everything else. But um, phone the, cards are a let's pain. just say that phone cards are a pain in the butt to have to buy on mm-hmm. short notice. And our former general manager found that out because Robin, we had to get phone cards in order to put the game on the air. I know I was here. You were here. I was sitting right in this chair. And you as a just would fact. call out every quarter and with a new phone card. <laughs> It was hilarious. It was nice to go to the Bahamas, but ooh. third world broadcast. Thank you. Yeah, oh, but so anyway, but now, I don't think now. I think I think now they have an internet setup. Yes, they from, do. I, what promote Hook was telling me. Yes, but, they do. But so, so if we, I think if we go back, we're good. Yeah, I think that Western is going to find a Division One coach who got fired from a semi big program or who left that wants to get back into it, wants to name head coach in front of them. And they and Western's got to know that if they come here and they build a good resume, they're probably going to go. But the thing is, if you get good coordinators and you get good good personnel in f- with him, and they bring that person brings good personnel, then if they do leave, then you promote somebody who's been in the system, and that's that's how you can build the winning tradition, so to speak. I think. Right. So we'll see what happens, but I'm my money is on we're going to find a D one coach that wants to come back into things that's coached at higher levels than. Western is. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Kalamazoo is a nice place. You should come here. Yeah. It, yeah, it is when it's not windy or two feet of and snow. And we'll offer you the key to the city if you can beat both Eastern and Central in the same year. And you'll get a Michigan Mac trophy on top of that. That's right. You'll, you'll, yeah, you'll, and the key to the city. And the key I, to the city. I, I like that. I like that. Bronco hockey, um, in good shape, 10 6 and 0 on the season. Yeah. Um, six, they won 6 4 over Northeastern, their second win over Northeastern mm-hmm. in as many seasons yep. as, as, uh, yeah, I remember last year was in the NCAAs. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, that this game was down in Nashville. I guess uh, the the arena where the uh, Predators play mm-hmm. got flooded out. Yeah, water main broke, and they had uh, some flooding issues, so they had to find an arena. It was about fifty. I think Tyler said it was about fifteen minutes outside of downtown Nashville, but still within the, the city yeah. limits. Yeah, he was texting um, me that day back and, and forth, uh, letting me know what was we, going on. We 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 had. Um, it was some interesting uh, Wi-Fi slash internet issues as well, but you know they they yeah. solved it and. Uh, it was uh, it was good. Well, yeah, it, it was kind of a second world hockey rink. Actually, well, no, 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 I gotta stop. Actually, I'll, I'll it was actually after it was all said and done, it was uh, as good an arena as they could have found. Oh, um, okay. And I think this this game was good for the Broncos for a couple of reasons. Number one, because they had to to play on under adverse circumstances, and and that helps. And number two, Northeastern is a team that has kind of the same team speed that Western does. And so, you know, Western's been able to take some NCHC teams to the woodshed because they're fast. Right. They are fast. Oh, I know they are. I've but seen them. Northeastern is fast. <laughs> they have some speed. And so, you know, keeping up. But I think where it, it came out was, was the back line and the, the goalie. Right. Western's good. Oh, man. Yeah, um, defense is the defense is still concerning me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And played Ca- well though. Cam Rowe, I, 
I um, he did well. In he, that made, game, he makes some great. He made. He's made some great saves, but he's also let a few slip by that yeah. maybe should or shouldn't have. But but uh, we'll 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 find out Friday Friday night Saturday night. Uh, Broncos are in Omaha to take on the Mavericks. Yeah, I'm sure they wanted so. to go back to Omaha after they spent what how many months there in the bubble <laughs> in the pod oh, in the God. bubble. That yeah, was, that mm. the pod was horrible. Everything after the pod was great. Yes, that's kind of how that worked out. Yeah, that pod was uh, something else. But, but we're we're over that now, so it's good. But we're uh, but we're swinging back into into a couple of weeks of of uh, hockey action, a couple mm-hmm. of weekends, and then uh, Christmas break comes up. Mm-hmm. But then the GLI at the end of the month, um, we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge down the road. Um, but just to give you a capper, uh, Denver still leads the NCHC with 19 points, Western Michigan with 12, uh, but the, but Denver has played two more games. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Um, and Denver comes here. Yes. They have to play. But we don't go there. No. No. They have to play here in front of the Lunatics. And that's so. perfect. Yes. Uh, St. Cloud State in third. They don't get to come to Lawson this year so we can get our revenge from St. Cloud earlier this yeah. year. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Oh, that's all right. uh, anyway, the Omaha Mavericks I was talking about, they're they're in the middle at, in fourth with nine points. Uh, Duluth and CC tied with eight. CC is going to, that's going to scare me when we get out there. They're playing better. They they always give the Broncos fifth. Yeah, they're, they really well, they're yeah. even when they're, you know, and they're not supposed to, you know, do when they're not doing well and you know we go out there and all yeah. of a sudden you know we get they're the Detroit surprised. Tigers Kansas City Royals yeah pretty much you're not supposed to lose to that team but they find but a way do. to beat you right mm-hmm. uh North Dakota and Miami round out the uh bottom part of the uh NCAA surprising the North Dakota's down there I know they're always <clears throat> you know they they just it's nuts I know I just I wonder how my buddy Phil's doing because he's working in uh far yeah there. yeah Oh, mm. well. Yeah, he keeps going. Go Sue. I said they're not the Sue anymore. I know. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've, screwed, I've screwed Hawks. up a couple of times. I've called them a fighting Sue. But but we do have hockey um, Friday and Saturday night uh, right here on uh, 106.5 Jack FM. As a matter of fact, 7.30 face off on Friday night. And 5.30 on Saturday. Nope, 7.30 on Saturday. Oh, 7.30 on Saturday. Because that's right, that's in, right, that's right. We're in Omaha. We're in so, Omaha, that's right. So, yeah, that's a back-to-back 7.30s, so I feel like I've been here late on yeah. Saturday. Well, I, I like those five, or 6 o'clock face-offs. I do. Gives me a chance to go out and have a life. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know. Not this weekend. <laughs> no. But anyway, you can catch hockey right here. On Jack FM and also NCHC TV, you'd have to put up with uh, Omaha's announcers, though. So yeah, that's yeah, just kind of the way it goes. Um, Bronco men's basketball took it on really bad from uh, Cleveland State, seventy-one forty-nine the other night. Um, yeesh, it's um, but it's it's a it's a work in progress. He's Bronco, getting there. Bronco basketball is a work in progress. We're supposed to have these games. That's fine. Cleveland State's got a good team this year too. I, I want to see. I want to see at least five hundred in the MAC. I'd be good with that mm-hmm. this year, especially with all the turnover and all that, and then of course coaching change. Mm-hmm. You know, let let Coach Stephen Stevens uh, do his magic. Stephens and record Stephens. and recruit. You know, and recruit and see what happens. Right, right. Okay, um, soccer. Let's let's talk. Let's just talk Broncos real quick, and then you can have the floor for World Cup. And I'll be brief. And <laughs> brief. 
Well. Hmm. Yeah, someone hurt his briefs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I'm evil. Okay, um, Broncos soccer, very successful season, of course, in, in the Sweet 16, though. They met up with a uh, with a Portland team that shut them out 1-0. So, um, so the Broncos are out. Um, but a 16-3-2 overall record. Last wow. last year in the conference. Yep. <clears throat> last, me, well, last year the conference is going to host. Yeah. Well, the la- yeah, they're out of the conference is going to be gone. Right. They have to find a new one. And I believe they're, they, do. they do have a new one. They do. The Missouri Valley. Missouri Valley. So, so Indiana State, State uh, Drake. Uh, Creighton, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Isn't. Um, Missouri Valley Conference is known for basketball. That's that's their forte. Right. But uh, there's pretty good soccer schools down there too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it'll be nice. That is true. <clears throat> but but the Broncos have quietly built a powerhouse program of of soccer, and it's it's really cool. It is really cool to see the uh, the progression. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, big recruits are coming are coming here because they see what the success is. I mean, sixteen three mm-hmm. and two is nothing to shower. Is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. World Cup now. Um uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Who 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 who's who's who scored that goal again for the US? Captain America. Christian Polisek. Christian Polisek? Yes. Polisek. 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 And he let's let's put this nicely. He and when he was scoring the goal, he took one for the team. Oh boy, did he <clears throat> because if you've seen the replay, it you it's cringeworthy. Um he has what is referred to as a pelvic pelvic girdle contusion. Which means he's got a bone bruise in in his pelvis, and anybody who's ever had a bone bruise before knows how painful it is. You really can't injure it anymore, but you could injure yourself compensating for, you know. So we don't know if he's going to play on Saturday versus the Netherlands. I'm having an Eric Cartman flashback. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kick you square. Right, I'll leave it. Okay. Oh, the Rochambeau <laughs> thing. Ah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I don't know if he's going to play. Do they have people to replace him? Yes. I mean, they have people they can put on the field that right. that can do, right. maybe not what he does, but they can do what they do right. and it could work. And I, I have to admit um, that they could possibly upset the Netherlands. Now, you see, this is a team, like, I was, like I've been arguing with Jordan off and on, um, you know, it's a team without stars, but they're succeeding. The Americans? Yeah. yeah. Well, they don't really have a big standout star. Polisic is kind of the superstar of the bunch. He plays for Chelsea in the Premier League, although not much because his coach doesn't like him. And that happens a lot, you know, so he may be looking for a new home. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I have, I have big news about one of the morons in the Premier League that is going to be moving, and it's, and it's money's stupid. That's basically what it is. But anyway, I, reg- I regress. Oh. So th- it's made up of, of Premier League slash um, MLS uh, slash Bundesliga for the most part. Those, those three are the general ones. Now, I think what you need to do is you need to go to YouTube and type in uh, Tyler Adams' interview and see how the U.S. captain – handles a wanker question from an Iranian journalist who ought to have been kicked pretty much in the same area Polisic was. It was an ambush question, and Tyler Adams handled that better than I think anybody could have. It was amazing. It's something you have to see for yourself. Go to the YouTube, just type in Tyler Adams' interview, and you'll see it. He defended the United States better than in an interview than I thought that would happen and shut the guy down. 
Oh, and it was just, it was an ambush question. It shouldn't have been asked. But um, he was amazing. He really was amazing. Right. So um, I think there are weaknesses on the American team that are going to have, they're, they're going to play up a little bit. But the thing is, is the Netherlands has some problems with their midfield. And that's where a lot of the action is going to take place. And they might, the Americans might find some room. We, the U.S. may find some room in there. And that's why I'm saying there's a possibility for an upset. There, we could upset the Orange. It could happen. And then that would put the Americans in the quarterfinals, which a lot of people believe that's how far they need to go in order to make this a success. Right. Um, well, first of all, they haven't given up a goal yet. Or one. I'm sorry, one to Wales on a penalty shot. Um, and so, I, I, you know... They're coming of age, and maybe they're going to show their real stuff against the Netherlands. I don't know. But the whole World Cup has been so much fun um, because um, we had Saudi Arabia beating Argentina in the first game. Mm, that's, um, a, that's a big upset. We had uh, Japan uh, defeating Germany in the first game. Mm-hmm. Whoa. You know, so this throws things into a conundrum. Let me tell you what happened today if you weren't watching today. It came down to... Goal differential. It was going to be goal differential for a while, and then it, it moved away from goal differential. The second uh, tiebreaker, believe it or not, is um, yellow cards. How many yellow cards your team has? And Mexico had more yellow cards than Poland. So if the scores had remained the same, that would have been the tiebreaker. Poland would have gone on because Mexico got more yellow cards than Poland did. Now, oh. some people may think that's not fair, but that's the way FIFA has designed it. And I'm, you know, I, FIFA and I don't get along now anyway. No. So, but what happened was the Saudis scored and that made it a moot point. Poland went by on goal differential and, and everything's cool. Um, but it's, it, was, it was down to the wire, you know, and it's going to be down to the wire in the other division. Let me give you this scenario. There is a possibility after the games tomorrow that two of the big teams in the world could be sitting on the outside looking in. Right. That being Spain and Germany. Now, if, you can, if you're a soccer fan, you're thinking, wait a minute, Spain and Germany, they're not going to be in the World Cup? If things fall the way that they're, you know, if Costa Rica beats Germany and Japan beats, uh, who did I just say? Uh, Spain. Spain, thank okay? you. Okay. I believe Japan and Costa Rica can go through. Maybe. I think. It's, there's a possibility. I was looking at it. That there's a possibility in a certain circumstances, Germany and Spain could be left out. And that would, that would cause riots well, in Europe, all over Europe. Oh, it's just crazy. But, you know, it's, it's, it could be that way. And, and you just you, you don't know. Yeah, um, soccer fans are nuts. Now, I posted on my Facebook page that I really hope that Portugal gets their you know what handed to him in the, the next round, and that Ronaldo and or Bruno Fernandez get a red card, which means they'd have to get a yellow card and then another red card. Right. Um, right. Fernandez is a whiner of the greatest man. He used to not be, but he's turned into one at Man, U, at man U, Chester United. He just whines all the time. Ronaldo, as good a player as he is, is a wanker. You don't come out publicly and say all the things that he said. And to get away with it. Now, he has said that he wanted to play Champions League soccer. He, he wanted to play for a... He, his goal was to play for a team that was playing to get trophies. Okay? Now, let me tell you what they're going to announce in the next few days. 
Ronaldo is going to sign a two and a half, two, two point, no, two hundred and seven million dollar contract with a Saudi Arabian team. Yeah, I that is saw never going to play in the Champions League team, and never going to play in the Champions League. It's a, probably a league down from. I'm going to say the Scottish League. And I'm, I'm not slaking the Scottish League, so please don't send me nasty emails saying this. You're taking our league. No, I'm not, okay? But when you put it up against the Premier League, La Liga, um, and, you know, the Italian League, the Bundesliga, okay, the Scottish League is down, you know, maybe fifth, you know, fourth, mm-hmm. fifth. And the, the Saudi American League, league is, is, is below that. But here's this dude. Don't tell us it's not the money, and then you sign a contract like that. You are so full of it. You just are. And I feel sympathy for him over all the crap he had to go through at the beginning of the year, losing a child and, and all the stuff, you know, and, and things like that. But he's a whiny, pouty baby. I know he's 37 years old, and he's probably better than half the guys on the rosters in the Premier League. That doesn't take away the fact he's a pouty, whiny baby. And now he's going to be a, another really rich, pouty, whiny baby. Oh, like and Aaron he's gonna, Rodgers. And, yeah, there you go. And, <laughs> but he's going to dominate the Saudi Arabian League. I mean, whoever, whatever team signs him, they're going to make him like the striker, and they won't care that he doesn't go back on defense, which he doesn't, by the way. Um, so anyway, uh, that was the big news, right? Uh, you know, in, in right. addition to the World Cup. So Saturday, um, Saturday is Saturday early in the morning too. I think they play at like nine o'clock or ten o'clock oh, our, bre- our time. Breakfast, breakfast with with, with, with the World Cup yeah, with the Americans. So yeah, the U.S. Um, will play the Netherlands, and then uh, the the other feel good story today was Australia, the Socceroos. Mm. I love it. The Socceroos. They beat um, Crud. Who did they beat? Um, well, he won one nil. I'll figure it out. Um, and France lost Ooh. to uh, Tunisia, um, and that wow. wasn't supposed to happen. Um, uh, that wasn't uh, that was not supposed to happen. There oh, is, Australia there... beat Denmark. Now that was a surprise because Denmark was a sentimental favorite because of Christian Eriksen. And for those of you who don't know the backstory, during the Euro Championships, Christian Eriksen had a cardiac arrest on the field. I mean, oh wow, his heart stopped. For like two or three minutes. Wow. He has since come back, um, gotten into shape, played for Brentford last year, now plays for Man U, despite the fact he plays for Man U, I still like him, and plays for the Danish team. And they were not supposed to lose to Australia, but they did. Uh, Tunisia beat France 1-0. Mexico beat Saudi Arabia 2-1, but that one goal is what kept them on. And then Argentina um, won uh, over Poland uh, 2-0. And the Polish goaltender stopped Messi on a penalty shot. Now, Messi, I will give his due. He's an amazing player, and he's a very nice man. Rumor has it that he, after the World Cup, he's going to sign a big contract with Inter-Miami. So he's coming to America, folks. Ah. He's coming to America. For the uh, MLS. MLS, yeah. And Inter-Miami, if they sign Messi, are going to become an instant contender. Mm. He's that, that Influential. I think you know that league is really starting to pick up with people. I'm noticing it is. that. And you know, it used to be the what they refer to as the dumping ground for old, dumpy soccer players. Right. Not anymore. Messi's like I think 36 or 37 years old, but he's still Messi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, and the man can still play. Right. And um, he'll he'll do wonderful things if he does indeed sign with Inter Miami. So I thought Ronaldo would sign with Inter Miami too, and I'm thinking, oh Lord. 
You put Messi and Ronaldo on that team? Now, there is a team in Paris, uh, Paris Saint-Germain. They have three big stars. They have Messi, they have um, Mbappe, and they have uh, Neymar, who, by the way, is out until, I don't know when, but he may be out for the rest of the World Cup. But Ooh. there's three big stars on that team. Three! And they can't all play at the same time because they all play striker. Oh. So who knew? Right. Um, you, you got a favorite? Do you pay attention enough to know? I, not really, no. I, okay. d- I don't. But, okay. but, I, but I did watch... Um, the um, World Cup game against Iran. Okay. Um, I listened to the first half um, on Sirius XM, uh, Channel eighty three has been, which is mm-hmm. normally, which is normally Fox Sports, <clears throat> as well as, since Fox is producing it. Anyway, yeah. it's been taken over by World Cup. So Colin Cowherd cannot be heard on Channel eighty three. No, this week, so no, it's there's soccer that. and and they they broadcast both games on eighty three and then one fifty seven, which is the usual right. soccer network yeah. channel. Yeah, but that's an XM one, right? It's XM. Yeah. So anyway, it's combine the two and get it done. Well, they're supposed to have done that, but But they're not. It's not happening. They're not doing anyway. They're not doing it very well. um, The 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 World Cup is essentially going to roll through with games every day for probably the next week or so. I think I I don't. I think the final is like next weekend. Wow. Um, They play a lot of they play a lot of soccer or football or whatever. Have you seen the commercial on the air where they argue about that? Ah, it's football. It's football. One of the uh, women. Uh, oh, players no, for the U.S. goes, it's it. soccer. Well, it's soccer here. It's football there. So just stand to reason. That is okay. right. Now, I'm, one of the things it, with the Netherlands and the United States playing is one of my favorite players in the world is a defender for the Netherlands, um, Virgil van Dijk. He's a world-class player. And he plays for my favorite Premier League team, Liverpool. Um, so I'm hoping he has a subpar game against the Americans because they're going to need it. <laughs> but if he plays up to his standards, then the Americans could have problems. Right. But yeah. we'll see. It's it's just it's the only thing I don't like about the World Cup is where it is. Yeah. And Qatar. I, and Qatar and I'm sure the Qatari people are nice, probably. Um, or, or is it Cater? No, it's Qatar. That's right. Well, it's Qatar. Now, it's 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 or I've heard Cutter too. Oh, but it's, Cutter. Right. It's actually Qatar. I know it's Qatar. That's what I was brought up yeah, with. It's Qatar. It's Qatar. It's Qatar. I, I, but. The, yeah. It's just that, that, first of all, they never should have gotten in in the first place because they're, everybody's bitching and moaning about the fact that we're playing it around Christmas time. You know, normally they play the World right. Cup in, in the, the summertime, summer. yeah. but you can't play soccer in the summer in Qatar because it's like 130 degrees. Right. And right now it's warm anyway. They're you know, warm, muggy, and they have some sort of system in these stadiums where the air conditioning is inside, but it's being complained about because it makes the field a little more slippery than it's supposed to be, number one. And number two, they think it's bad for the environment, which I'm sure Qatar doesn't really care about. But that's no. neither here nor there. And they banned Budweiser. Well, they banned Budweiser, and they're also anti-LGBTQ because of their religion. Yeah. Yes, and I know. and yes. FIFA threatened c- countries if they were going to wear the rainbow armband, and I'm saying no, no, no. And, of course, stories about the Iranian team. We won't get into that right now. I love them. I love. I know what they had to do in that last game because their families were being threatened. But I you know, know that what? is so stupid. But you know what? My hat's off to the Iran. First of yeah. all, they can play soccer, and a lot of people weren't sure they could, but they can play soccer. Oh yeah, I watched the game. I saw. And that. they gave everything that they they had, and so God, you know, the soccer team. God love them. They were just they they did everything that they could do. They had quite a few uh, shots of the of the uh, Iranian fans in the stands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I was all for them. You know, totally played us. Well, still, you know, and they conducted that, and they they were. 
conducting themselves just like us. Yes. You know, you got to hope cool. that nothing happens like happened uh, with a Columbia player several years ago in the World Cup. Um, I think I remember he this. He had an own goal that gave the victory to someone else and eliminated Columbia. And on his, upon his return to the country, he was assassinated. Yeah, I remember. <clears throat> this, is how, this is how crazy soccer gets, folks. This yeah. is... This is the, the English fans were banned from several venues for f- a few years because of their hooliganism. It's, it gets crazy. We're American soccer fans don't get that nutso. Right. You know, not even in NFL games we get that crazy. These people, this is, I mean, this is their life, you know? Mm-hmm. And God help you if you're in one town and, you know, in the Premier League sometimes and you're wearing the wrong color. Yeah. You know, it's like it, it's it's not or it could be. It's actually worse than uh, driving down to uh, Ohio with your Michigan gear. Exactly. On. They're going to give you a hard time, but nothing like happens over in Europe. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. anymore anyway because they kicked their butt. So, you know, right. we can wear my Michigan stuff all over Columbus right. if I wanted to go. <laughs> Never had the inkling to want to go to Columbus. All right. Let's uh, let's let's um, touch on a couple of things quickly and then wrap this. Okay. Um, NFL, it, we'll, we'll jump to the Lions right here, mm-hmm. uh, Thanksgiving game. Great game. I have no complaints. Yes, Dan Campbell still needs to learn how to coach, but I like this team's character. I like this team's buildup. Um, Goff is the perfect quarterback for this roster. I they really think he is. Well, I... You know, we know for now, for now, we know how our our compatriot who is recovering, Jordan, Mm -hmm. feels, you know, about this. Yeah, And and don't bring up Michigan. Here's here's the thing, you know, and I'm going to use you and I as an example, because, you know, we're seasoned. Let's say that. okay. (laughs) we've been Lion fans for a long time. First, the first Lions team I can remember watching Lions games with my dad had Mike Lucci, who was this mean middle linebacker for the Lions. I mean, they were they were a, a pretty good team. You know, they had two quarterbacks, Milt Plum, Carol Swetan. Um, they had a pretty good-sized front four. Uh, Rosie Greer, or not Rosie Greer, Roger Brown used to play when he was one of the fearsome foursome for the Rams, but he played for the Lions first. Um, they have spawned a few coaches. Bill Belichick coached with the Lions. Don Shula coached with the Lions. Um, I, but if you've watched that team long enough, you've seen the progression, sort of. You can see signs in this team that they're still learning how to win, but the elements are there. Right. Okay? If they can friggin' stay off. Number two, one, two things. Number one, the injuries are killing them. And number two, penalties are killing them. They need, you know, they still have that issue with committing the penalty at the wrong time. It's right. Like, no. That's, and that's nothing more than discipline. And I can't see Dan Campbell not bringing that up because right. he sounds to me like he's a pretty, you know, staunch believer in, in discipline. So I, I understand where they're at. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they ended up nine and seven, you know, or, or nine and eight. I'm nine, nine and eight. Nine, nine, nine and eight. eight. I'm sorry, yeah. nine and eight. Or and, they run the table to ten and seven. And the fact, and I know the Minnesota's run away with the division, but the Lions are in second place. And that is yeah. partially because the Packers and the Bears suck. But still, I'll take it. And and the NFC pretty much sucks, so the wild card is pretty much wide well, open. And there's a game coming up this weekend where the Lions could make a statement win, and that's against Jacksonville. They, right. They the Jaguars have <clears throat> rose up and, and they've nailed a few people this year too. But the Lions need to come into that game as if the Jaguars were a dangerous opponent and step on them. Right. Just dominate. Dominate the game, dominate the the, the 
yardage, dominate the time of possession, dominate, right. period. Right. So that when the Jaguars leave, they know they've been beat. And that's the kind of game that you really need to win. You know. Now, the other thing you got to remember is the Rams are having a real crappy season. You know who has the number one pick for the Rams this coming draft? Mm-hmm. The Lions. So mm-hmm. you got to hope that the Rams lose more. And this, and this is why I've been preaching to everybody, and, and people have been looking at me weird, but a few people have not. Lions might as well just go for broke, see how far they can get. Mm-hmm. See, how, see how high they can get that record because the Rams are doing the tanking for them. Well, here's the other thing, too, And no, Jim. they're not going to tank both ways to <clears throat> no, work. No, no, no. But if you have two first-round draft choices, okay, and you, are, and you have one and you're choosing in the top five, Okay, if you do not need a quarterback, why would you not take a two for one trade with the Lions? The Lions move up to like first, second, third, whatever, and give away two draft choices for the big one. If that's what they're angling. Well, that's what well, that's what um, Holmes did last year to get number 12. Exactly. Do it again. And the thing is, our our number 12 pick from last year hasn't set foot on this, but he's setting foot Sunday probably. He's practicing. And, you know, I keep telling people, you are going to love this kid on the field. He has got speed to burn. He can run away from people. Right. You know? Right. I mean, seriously. And if Goff can (laughs) get him the ball. You know, after about the first couple of times he runs away, they're going to double-team him. Well, what does that do? That leaves Chark open. That leaves Reynolds open. That leaves uh, Swift open coming out. Mm -hmm. That leaves one of our, I don't know who the tight ends are, but they're playing all right. It it loosens things up. And then you can't sit in the box and wait for Swift or Williams to come in because you got this speed burner out on the outside who's going to run past everybody on your defense. Right. You know, Jamison Williams is a burner. So, anyway. Oh yeah, I'm 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 cautiously optimistic about the Lions, but I, I'm and it, happier now than even with that loss in Buffalo. It, was, it shouldn't have happened, but I'm not projecting a ten and seven, but they could go ten and seven. They, Those games are very winnable. They could they could and, go nine. I think they're going to go nine and eight. I really nine do. and eight might be good enough. It might be. It might be. That's right. Um, also, uh, one more thing, just quickly, the Red Wings are doing are. They're doing so much better than at this time last year. Oh yeah, and uh, they're what like something like seven games above five hundred. I think so. And like, they're they're like in the that. playoff hunt. If you look at the playoffs, oh yeah, yeah they're oh, in yeah. the playoff hunt. Um, but uh, I don't know if you uh, if you saw this earlier because it, it just came out today. Uh, the Penguins' Chris Letang is out indefinitely. Ooh. He had another stroke. He had a second stroke. Wow! If you can believe that, yeah, yeah, I didn't even know he had a first one. So yeah, wow. that's what I'm saying. Mm. It's just. Uh, we wish him the best, man. Right. That's, that's tough. But, uh, yeah, Jordan hopefully back next week. If, yeah, I hope if, so. If not, you know, maybe Jim will step back in or or who knows, maybe I can get Tyler to drive If the check clears, I'm good. You know. Oh, oh, <laughs> check. <laughs> <laughs> Put the crack pipe down, will yeah, you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, our special thanks to our sponsors, uh, Zolman's Best One Tire and Auto Care. Zolman offers preventative maintenance for your vehicle. Book, book an appointment online at zolmantire.com. And brought to you by Sweetwater's Donut Mill. Do you need more inspiration than to sign up for the Sweetwater's email subscriber list? You get a half dozen donuts free. Wow. Please send me to the computer now. <laughs> You'll learn more at SweetwatersDonuts.com. Thanks course, to everybody some, there. Some some guy in the building is going to say, you're trying to kill me! 
Hey. Well, whatever. You know, free will is a good thing. Don't take them. Yeah, but, you know, that's right. when Sweetwater's calls to you, oh, you go. You guys have a great weekend. Yes. Bronco hockey this weekend. Oh, man, Bronco men's basketball tonight mm-hmm. on Jack FM. Bronco women's basketball. Out in Colorado. Out in Colorado. Tonight on the tonight touch. On the touch. And K-Wings hockey, hockey next door. KCL. For Jim, I'm Jim. Have a great night. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.